Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine. How is long? We have a great show. I'm a big fan. Boing. So what, what what seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the, in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish! What? He ate two feet before we nursed. Oh, listen, Laverne, it's a shit feast. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach to eat. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Top men. And just like that, we are into the second hour. Welcome aboard. It's the Barbecue Central Show, where we talk about only the most high-level barbecue and grilling items that are affecting the live fire community at this very moment, or perhaps even over the last weeks or months. The show originating from... Palm City, USA, Cleveland. And sitting in for this whole show is the pitmaster of Go Big or Go Barbecue or your best pally at Mr. Brisket, Aaron Huntelman. Go Big or Go BBQ.com. We say good evening to those of you watching tonight through our video streaming platforms, Facebook and Twitch slash BBQ Central Show. Also over on YouTube, YouTube.com. Slash at BBQ Central Show as we update the YouTube poll question of the week. Uh, offset pits produce the best tasting barbecue you can eat. And 52% of you are now saying yes. So luckily the tie has been broken the correct direction. But still a lot of time to go. We'll ask the embedded correspondents coming up here shortly. And obviously Aaron Huntelman has weighed in with a yes as well. So we'll keep you updated as the show progresses. Coming up this mom- uh, this Friday on the Best Moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less, episode 296, taking you back to August 20th, 2017. And this week we feature Barbecue Central Show's guest Hall of Famer and a longtime sponsor of the show before they weren't a sponsor, but it wasn't up to him, Bob Trudnack from Bob Trudnack's BBQ. And in this spot we end up talking quite a bit about a perfect chicken score that he garnered all the way back at the regional finals, uh, regional finals of the National Pro Barbecue Tour by Sam's Club. So, you know, that was a while ago. And he didn't even turn in chicken thighs to get that store. So be sure to tune in this coming Friday to see what he turned in. And if it ever became a trend moving forward at that point, would you ever consider turning in not chicken thighs at a KCBS event? I did legs for a couple when it, they didn't score as well. What about wings i know teams who have scored really well with wings everybody loves chicken wings Mm -hmm. if you can cook them right and make sure the skin's not leather run with it what if you set up a kettle maybe this is totally illegal i've thought about this i know you're gonna set up a kettle cast iron pan crisco in the cast iron pan fry the wings toss them in sauce boom i mean can you do that there's no I mean, you're, I mean, the I mean, fire is the fire. That's like the biggest sticking point, right? I mean, the you're basically, when you're doing thighs, you're putting them in a pan of butter, which is right. just a hard, fry, you know, hard oil instead of, you know, frying oil. Mm. What's the difference? Anybody, you think, any, you, I'll tell you what, when's your next KCBS competition? Wadsworth, October. I'll pay a third, a quarter of your entry fee if you 
fry wings and turn them in. I don't know if I could do that because I'm the chicken thigh guy right now. Yeah, but you're uh, you're the captain of your team, right? No. Yeah, so you one, can do one it. One, yeah. I'm sponsoring the chicken portion of it. Yeah. So when you get in and they uh, you do it, they call you as first place chicken. You like grab the microphone from some schmuck calling your name and say, hey. They were deep fried. Barbecue Central shows chicken recipe. Blah, blah, blah. Deep fried wings. F yourself. <laughs> and then you can say, by the way, I'm giving a class starting Monday on chicken. Come see how we deep fry. Yeah. I think, I mean, there's like no way that could be a thing, right? No, I don't think so. All right. But you're going to try because I'm going to pay you and then we're going to see if we're going to set a, uh, we'll see a if trend. We can, we'll see if we can get the Traeger hot enough to get it the fryer hot. No, enough. you're going to need to bring a kettle. I'll lend yeah. you my slow and sear. You can bring it if you don't have a, a no. kettle cooker. We'll do that. Yeah, you're going to need that. that. I guarantee the Traeger's not going to get hot enough. Uh, still to come on the show this evening in about 10 minutes from now, the embedded correspondence for 14 and 35 past the hour. You can subscribe to the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less by visiting the the com slash subscribe portion of the new website. And don't forget, if you want to hear a guest or segment again that has been lost in the archives, email John and let him know what you would like to hear. J-O-N at the com, and he will do his best to meet your expectation as you tell him what you would like to hear. Did you know, Aaron, that last week there was a famous Dave's All-Star Barbecue Series contest? Mm-hmm. Winning it, of course, was Nick uh, Hetwer from Great Pig in the Sky Barbecue. And reserving was Damon Holter from Croy Valley. So we congratulate them. There was a total of six teams there. Which, uh, again, six teams, not 16 or 60, but six. And I thought that was the cap when we were putting this promo together with the folks over at Sam's and World Food Championship. But you know, fun little thing there. It looks like they did chicken and ribs, and then they had a, a wild card, which is there any way for me to see what that might have been? No, but that's a fun event that's going on all through the rest of this month. In fact, the next Famous Dave's All-Star Barbecue Series event is happening this coming Saturday uh, in August 26th in Minnetonka, Minnesota. You ever been to Minnetonka, Minnesota? Nope. Never? You're missing out. Land of a Thousand Lakes, I think. For more information or to see the results of past events, go to FamousDaves.com slash All-Star Barbecue Series. All right, folks. We are about a month away. You know where I'm going with this here. From the 2023 Hartville Hardware Grill Fest. Saturday, September 23rd in the booming, dare I say, hearty metropolis of Hartville, Ohio. Slated to appear as in-person demo talent on the big green egg side. Somebody named Captain Ron. You know Captain Ron? No. I do not know Captain Ron. But we will get to know Captain Ron on Saturday, September 23rd. I thought it was actually going to be grilling with Dad, but then after corresponding with him, I guess there were some scheduling issues. So Captain Ron will be filling in for Machek. On the Weber side of things, our pal and quarterly guest right here in the Buckeye State of Ohio, Mike Lang from Another Plank, please. Hey, Mike. 
And on the Traeger side of things, lady who needs no introduction, the crowd favorite for years and years and years, the inevitable Diva Q, Danielle Bennett. Of course, the real draw is the MC of events, me. Come see me, then you can see everybody else, but come for me. Uh, there's going to be a pork ribs and pork belly contest. There is a new mystery box section that the competitors will also have to be taking part in. And the best part is if you are a consumer looking for a big green egg or a Weber gas grill or a Traeger wood-fired pellet cooker, the units that are used in the contest, and I don't know how many contestants are going to be this year. Do you have a 20, 21? Right. So I, so was that seven, seven, of, each, seven yeah. of each? If you're looking to get a deal on one of these, uh, you can... Bring home at a discount a used Big Green Egg, Weber Gas Grill, or Traeger used once right in the competition that year. So if you're in that mode, make sure you bring something home that will be able to transfer or make sure you bring something down that can transport those cookers back home. But only burned in. And look, you don't have to season it. The whole thing will have been taken care of. All you got to do is pay the reduced retail amount and then take it home. And maybe you're bringing home the one that ends up winning the whole thing there. Heartfill Hardware real fest 2023 so a fun day of competition learning uh, but most of all huge deals on everything that is in the barbecue and grilling section along with representatives from many of the brands that they carry to answer all your questions and make sure you're buying what's best for you by the way if you didn't know last october he was on talking about his victory he's back to defend this year aaron huntelman right there this guy man my sauce and rubs in the store are we excited about uh oh, i love our defending though. yeah I you, want to be the first back to back. Are you nervous about this whole like black box or mystery box thing? Like, yes and no. I wanted to talk Steve out of it. I thought that was a little gimmicky. It's a gimmick, but I, I don't. I mean, Steve, the pork. He's like, you know, last year was the rumor was we were going to have skin on pork belly to really throw us off, and then he gave us just regular pork belly. So I don't know. I don't know what you can throw. Not everybody's a culinarian. Yeah person to just dive Most into it there yeah i mean to do four different ingredients i mean there has to be a protein there has to be a starcher i'm hoping there are you know but 30 minutes is not a lot of time if you're not used to that pressure of cooking but they're also adding 11 griddles in the middle to use for that so, really yeah i don't know if they're selling the griddles too as part of that deal but that tent's going to be so hot mm. if there's 11 griddles and 21 grills going but you know that's just part of the game and we're back on the Traeger grill and you know see how we can do this year if you don't turn in the mystery box it's like are 20, you screwed it's 25 percent of the score well, so you got to do it yeah you got to do it wow that would have probably put me out of thinking about doing it if i wasn't seeing that event yeah there's a lot of good talent coming this year hmm. what's up uh i mean you win a pretty decent prize you get some I think good five, gift cards and mm -hmm. you can spend in the store and you get those really cool wood trophies. There's a really cool one this year. The Red Barn Home, I think, is the guy making it. It's like a flame this year. It's like a oh. resin inlaid flame Sweet. trophy. Nice. It's like 500 bucks if you win everything, 250 for the category. You know, I spent it on. Give me a percentage of you repeating between no percent and 100%. I'm like 85%. You said 100%? Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. It's all or nothing here on the show. I need a second Yeti. 
So anybody else looking to compete at the Grill Fest 2023, you're competing for second place at this point because Aaron, go big or go barbecue, will be under the tent, on the Traeger, and ready to go back-to-back, belly-to-belly, and bumper-to-bumper. September 23rd, we'll see you there. I'll be emceeing. Diva Q will be there. Mike Lang will be there, and Captain Ron will be there, and Celebrity Grillmaster Aaron Huntelman will be under the tent looking to go back-to-back on the Kippen, on the competition side of things. So hope to see you out there in that September 23rd. All right, let's go ahead and get out of here. Oh, wait, wait. Hmm. What did I do? Well. Let me review this for a second. Make sure that I don't do this wrong. Let me stop that. Hopefully this works. Yeah, see, I had a feeling that was going to do that. Let me reload that. Now we can do the uh, Some of the embedded correspondence are in. I see Doug. I saw John a second ago. I see no Rusty. I fear Rusty might have forgotten this whole thing. We'll see. Before we get to Rusty and John and Doug and Aaron. We'll talk to you about Big Papa Smokers. Listen up, gang. Our friends at Big Papa Smokers have something especially for you, the listeners of this show. Whether you're a seasoned pit master or a grilling newbie, Big Papa Smokers is your one-stop shop for all things barbecue from their championship rubs, mouth-watering sauces, essential accessories. They've got what you need to take your food to the next level, both on the competition circuit and in your backyard. Here's the cherry on top. Big Papa Smokers is offering the listener of Barbecue Central Show an exclusive deal. Use the promo code REMPE at checkout. That's R-E-M-P-E. As we used to say on the phone, M is in Michael, P is in Peter, E, REMPE. You get $10 off your next purchase of $50 on rubs, sauces, and accessories. Great. Imagine the possibilities. Elevating your ribs with Big Papa's Sweet Money Rub or adding Big Papa's Desert Gold to your chicken or vegetables. Or better yet, pick up a bottle of Double Secrets of uh, Double Secret and add it to your steak. Head over to BigPapaSmokers.com, start shopping today, and don't forget to use promo code REMPY at checkout to claim your $10 off your next order of $50 or more. Once again, that's R-E-M-P-E. Also, don't forget to check out Big Papa's full line of recipes at Cooking with bigpapa.com and of course follow them on all the social media platforms at Big Pop Smokers that's bigpapasmokers.com Sterling Ball and the gang out there certainly appreciate their support over the last many many years we're back with the embedded correspondence at least two thirds of them and then Aaron is also sitting in here for the last part of the show so stick around we'll be right back you're listening to the Barbecue Central Show
Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Craig Rempe. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. Welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Pit Barrel Cooker. And while I would normally tell you about how unbelievable it is and it doesn't matter if you're a beginner, professional, whatever, forget about it. Get that big stuff out of here. There's a huge deal going on right this very moment over at Pit Barrel where you can get a PBX or a Pit Barrel Extreme or whatever the X stands for. Extra large. You can get it for half off. What's the code, Aaron? I don't know. I believe it's PBX USA. Yeah, I think that's what it is. So if you go to the pitbarrel.com website, you go order the PBX at checkout, or if you want to call in or if you want to email, make sure it's PBX. What did I say? USA. PBX USA. You get half off. So imagine the biggest cooker that they make getting shipped to you at $2.99. It's an unbelievable deal. It's cheaper than their flagship size. It's unbelievable. You're interested. I know it. I am. Yes, of course. Who wouldn't be at that price? And again, it's $2.99 shipped to your door. PBX USA at checkout. Go to pitbarrelcooker.com. And again, if you want to fact check me, hit them up on email or social media. Typically, it's Noah or Amber running those handles anyway, so they would be the right people to talk to and confirm. So... Without any further ado, we race to the hotline and welcome in almost all of the embedded correspondents. Let's see how we're doing this here. There's, we have uh, right to the right to the right of me, the longest running embedded correspondent from Texas, Doug Shiding right there, tipping his cap. And then right to the right of Doug is the second longest running correspondent from Michigan and executive producer of the best moments of barbecue central show in 10 minutes left john solberg and below doug sitting in studio the pit master of go big or go bbq aaron huntelman is in however we seem to be missing a rusty monson from the great city of utah i've sent out text messages i have sent out emails I have also started praying to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to make sure that Rusty is okay and that nothing has happened to him. So I have a feeling that maybe he will show up or maybe he won't. In fact, we will start right with this question tonight. Doug, 100% yes or 100% no, Rusty Monson at some point during this segment will show up. He will show up, yes. John, yes or no? 100% 100% yes. He's going to slide in here. Aaron Huntelman, 100% yes or 100% no. Rusty Monson will show up at some point during this segment. I'll go yes. Yes. All right. It's not unanimous. He's not. <laughs> if he's not in now, he's not. Oh, damn it. Oh, yes. Look at it. Yes. Got him. Yes. Rusty, 100% yes or 100% no, Rusty Monson <laughs> will show up before the segment ends. Yes or no? Uh, 100% no. He's here. <laughs> yes. No. Well, here but look, not. Uh, hopefully you didn't hear it, but I was the naysayer, and then as soon as I got done saying it, you jumped right in. Because I figured, look, if Rusty has never missed, maybe once, but he's had like advanced notice. So I thought for sure, if you're not here now, Something has gone on. 
perhaps something tragic like what happened down in New Orleans, which we'll never talk about again. And <laughs> if you weren't in in the beginning, you're not going to be in ever. But then you jumped right in. So happy to have you. What uh, do you have a reason for being tardy? Do you want to tell us about? I put in the calendar as next Tuesday. I don't know how to count to four. There, uh, there is a bonus Tuesday in this month. So this is where like when they tell you to take out your house payment every week, this is where the principal payment starts to catch up. So, uh, all right. So uh, 100% surety questions. Rusty and I were both wrong on Rusty not showing up, which is weird that Rusty got that wrong, but whatever. We are here. Oh, wait, sorry. Before we get going uh, for proper introductions, uh, Aaron, uh, you meet Rusty just to the left of you as you're looking. That's Doug above you. That's uh, John, uh, Caddy Corner top right. I don't know. John, have you ever met Rusty in, or uh, have you ever met Aaron in person down at Hartville by chance or was that before? I have not. Not, not yet. Has anybody met Aaron by chance? No. Nobody. All right. No Rusty, no Doug. Here we go. All right, so we're going to do 100% assurity questions. Aaron, you know the drill here, so we're going to go through here. You were telling me either 100% yes or 100% no, and if it requires, since we changed the rules since last month, we will start to drill down on thought process and reasonings behind our answer. So let's play. Doug, we'll start with you. 100% yes or 100% no griddle cooking sooner than later will command 40% of the market like Roger Daly from Blackstone says. No, no. John. 100% no. Rusty, 100% yes or 100% no. Griddle cooking sooner than later will command 40% of the market like Roger Daly from Blackstone says. 4,000% no. 4,000%. That's a huge no from Rusty. Usually Mr. Positivity. Aaron, yes or no? 4,001% no. All right. I see we're doing a little uh, prices writing on it. Uh, I will go 4,002% no. And we also have a unanimous decision, not a, what did I say? It was a majority, uh, like incorrectly the last Majority. We have a unanimous decision here this evening. While I would love to believe that Roger's enthusiasm could ring true, I think that's just a huge number uh, to get over on the top of. Uh, we'll go to the next one. John, you're next. 100% yes or 100% no. Generally speaking, pizza ovens will largely be done with popularity by the end of 2023. Yes or no? Uh, coin toss, 100% yes, they will be done. All right. Doug, 100% yes or 100% no. Pizza ovens will largely be done with popularity by the end of 2023. Yes or no? I'm going no on that one. We're already split here, which I love. Aaron, yes or no on the pizza ovens losing popularity by the end of the year? They're going no. No? Starting to get a majority here. Rusty, yes or no? Hell yeah. Hell yes. Peace. We're back to... A 50-50 split, which means it's all up to me. Mm. I'm going no. I believe that pizza ovens still have at least a year left. Uh, I'm interested, Rusty. Why do you think they will lose popularity? Because at first they're really cool. Like you even want to take the three days to make your, your dough out or go, you know, make it. And it's really fun. 
But then you do it a couple times. You're, Man, I got to make this pizza dough. I got to do all this shit. And then you're just like, I don't want to do it. And you just flip your Traeger on and you cook a steak. That's but, how it goes. But doesn't somebody realize that after they get over their nerddom, they can also buy a product like Barbecue Bob Trudnack has or that uh, Matt Frampton makes where you just have to mix water with their ready-made to go and then wait a couple hours. And now it's ready to go. Yeah. But then people don't know how to make pizza, so they're putting lots of cheese, lots of greasy things, and the inside's all doughy, and then they think they suck at it, and they quit. So you'd have to really be a, like someone who's really, I'm going to do this, and uh, and I think there's not a lot of many people out there like that. Too many people like so, too, like 80 pounds of sausage on their, their uh, pizza, you know? Aaron, do you agree with Rusty's mindset? Yeah, because I have a pizza oven, and I don't feel like making pizzas What kind of pizza it. oven you got? The cheap Walmart charcoal one. I mean, it works. It gets up to like 600 some degrees and everything. But I think like the Blackstone one is where things will go, where you have like the propane, like in the turntable where it makes it easier and there's less guesswork on that side. It gives you more time to do the other side of it. John, do you think uh, Rusty is marginalizing the greater general public for being a bunch of dopes? Not at all, because my pizza face lasted about a year for just on that very same thing. And we yeah. don't even want to get into the fact that, you know, Griddles are going to take the market away from the pizza oven, so you got that going against it. Are you saying that you couldn't? I don't believe you couldn't make a good pizza. You like you got bored with oh, it. You I mean? can make a. I can. Oh yeah, I can make. A, I can crush pizza. Yeah. Uh, you know, I got a kettle pizza, so I'm doing it on a substandard unit from 2016. But at some point, you're just like, okay, I'm done with this. I'll just go to making pita bread. Oh, that's good for a while, and it's fun. And then you go like, okay, I'm just done with this altogether. Pizza, you know, kettle pizza goes on the shelf. It's been there for five years. I was done with it. Doug, you agree with Rusty? Uh, no. Oddly enough, I had someone on Monday tell me that their pizza dome <laughs> name was this kind person. of an entry level. No, I'm not going to name the person. No names, please. So, uh, no names, please. All no right. names, please. Rule number one. Um, uh, that uh, his pizza oven was his entry level and he wanted to learn barbecue after that. So he was using it as an entry into barbecue. What kind of a pizza oven did he have? Um, I think it was an uni. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I, I'm just, uh, I guess I'm in a little bit of a disagreement with Rusty in the fact that I have been making pizzas now with my Green Mountain Grill pizza oven insert which according to Rusty and John and Aaron, I should have lost interest four years ago, or, you know, when I first got it, it, it opened a whole new avenue for me to, to make pizzas. Everybody in the house seems to like it. Uh, I've never, ever gone through a phase of wanting to make my own dough, cold fermented for four days, put sugar cubes on it and all this other bullshit. I go to the Heinen's up the street. I get the ready-made dough balls, cut them in half, Put them in my Tupperware, let it go for, I don't know, four hours, whatever, somewhere where it's warm so they expand. And then everybody makes their pizza. It's done in three minutes. Put your own shit on it. Nobody overloads it because we've learned the right way to do it. And everybody loves it. We don't do it all the time. Um, but in the summer, we might do it once every other week on a Saturday, bring the boyfriends over, and it seems to be an enjoyable experience. So I, I think we'll probably see a a lesser number of freestanding pizza ovens coming to market through the course of the next how many will be four months so 16 months as the next year ends 
but I don't think the popularity of it is growing yet. Yes, though. Solo Stove just came out with their own product for a pizza, yeah. a p- their own pizza oven. And the unnamed person was late to my meeting on Monday because he was practicing which dough he was going to make for a party oh. he was hosting this weekend of people coming in, well, cooking on the pizza oven. Well, so this is a guy we need to track because it will prove either I'm right or Rusty's right. That in four months from now, this guy's not going to want to do any of that bullshit. And that oven is going to be up for sale on Craigslist for a buck three eight. Then I'll buy it. All right. Next question. Rusty. The next big backyard cooking craze is going to be these Brazilian cage looking things where you hang everything off hooks on what appears to be some type of fencing that you're seeing all over uh, social media these days. Yes or no? God, I hope so, but no. Oh, see, look what you did. I hate when I do that. It sounds so unprofessional. Uh, Aaron, do you think the Brazilian craze that you're seeing on Instagram right now is going to be the next big backyard craze? No. John? I'm, I'm taking that. I'm gonna, yes, it's going to be just because it wow. should be. I don't Rusty's halfway there going. He wants it to be, but it's not. But I'm going with yes. All right. I thought that I thought that laugh was the laugh of did you watch barbecue television laugh, which we all know the answer to that is Doug. 100 percent. Yes. or 100 percent. No. The next big backyard craze is going to be the Brazilian cage cooking where you hang everything off of what looks like fencing. I'm going with Aaron. I'm saying no. And Rusty, too. So we have now, I don't know what the percentages are with five people. That throws everything off mathematically for me. Uh, for me, uh, let's see. No. Look, I don't. I watch uh, these Instagram stories. And first of all, it seems like I have to be adept at erecting shit, which it is an effective non-start for me because I'm going to hang something on there. It's going to fall down to the ground or I'm going to catch the shed on fire. Who knows? Then you have these big, huge open pit fires. But I feel like, John, this was this is like your wheelhouse. You have an, an iron cross for you to hang like whole cows on and goats or whatever the hell, right? That's your deal. Yeah, it's, I certainly have had this phase. You know, my asado cross. I will tell you, the best pork ribs I have ever cooked in my life are off an asado cross. Really? Absolutely, hands down. Yeah. It's like hanging out there in midair. A lot of work. Pain in the butt. I, I don't know that it really will be the next trend. I'm sticking with it because it's like, just go get Francis Malman's seven fires and change your life for a minute. Rusty, do you want to set up something like that in your backyard where you're hanging uh, all sorts of fruit and vegetables and meat primals and all that? You know, I was looking at Tuffy Stone's post today and he was <laughs> yeah, showing yeah, right. And uh, he had like 15 different whole pineapples, not even sliced up. I'm like, How are these cooking, first of all? And, and second of all, that's just a lot, man. I, I, I remember M girls had an Apache. I wanted it really, really bad. And it was a really compact version of that. And I think it's a really cool way, a thing to learn. It's something to know and something to get your, you know, I would love to have to do it. Um, but it's just like you said, it's like, it's like the barbecuers Lincoln logs, you know, it's just a little bit much mm. right now. So it's, there's too many parts to buy too many things you have to do. And you kind of have to commit, you know, to, to learning it and commit to building it there's a lot to it i remember when i was at the hpb expo i was talking with 
uh, Joey Machado, who was pimping his charcoal brand, but then he also has a line of cookers that he manufactures. He's got a pretty nice offset pit, and then he had this really large Santa Maria-style grill, but then attached to the Santa Maria-style grill was the caging, and he had all that shit hanging off of it that Rusty was just talking about in the in the uh, Rusty in the Rusty Stone in the Tuffy Stone video that he was talking about, and he had, and I'm. My mind is like, okay, well, you're getting away with some of this because for whatever reason, at the end of March in Kentucky, it's 30 degrees outside. So you're saving yourself from the food, potentially getting nasty. And then outside of that, aren't you running in? Isn't there a possible safety issue with that? If you're not running a hot enough fire to like keep cooking the meat and uh and if the wind is blowing isn't the heat moving away from some of that shit so it's really not cooking uh i don't even know if it even looks that cool it just looks like a headache to me but uh it appears that some people think it should be a a trend but we all agree that's probably did we all agree john was the lone holdout he thought that is going to be a thing uh, John's going to be wrong on that one, unfortunately, as history will dictate, but that's all right. Aaron, we'll go with you. 100% yes or 100% no. Have you have you ever seen a competition season in KCBS yield so many 700-plus scores than the one that they are giving out this year? I have it. Rusty, have you ever seen a competition season in KCBS yield so many 700 plus scores than what we are seeing this year yes or no no but it's fucking great we're gonna get back to that john yes or no i have not no i'm not seeing doug yes or no no and it's effing terrible uh i believe we have our next unanimous decision here which is no and I'm with Doug. Well, I'm not with Doug, but I'm not with Rusty. And I'll wait to weigh in here in just a second. Aaron, what's your thought on the amount of 700 plus? You can't complain about judging and then get excited about the 700 pluses. I mean, I think there's too many. Seven. I mean, that's a lot of seven. Have you had 700s? No. Close? No. Rusty, why is it? Why is it effing awesome? We started this whole thing. Everyone's like 10, 10, 10s, you know, give everyone a good score. And then all of a sudden we had this weird change where started at seven and go up and down, you know? And so there's this whole thing where people are just starting at a seven. It's really hard to move them off. Everyone complains about, you know, the, the judging not being good. And then finally, some of the judges are, are the side the reps are going around saying, listen, guys, like, don't be douchebags. Like, do you know, really try to, you know, do your best start with a 10 and just make them, you know, knock you down. Don't start at a seven and make them knock you up. And I think that's such a cool way of doing it. Cause it should be fun. And as someone who competes and judges, I do judge harsher. I would say now that I'm a competitor and judge, I know a lot of people are opposite, but I think you should try your hardest, but at the same time, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to try really, really hard to, you know, score that well and be optimistic because in the, in the end we, you know, we spend a lot of money. And if you get like a seven, a one to someone seven Oh eight, you know, you're going home pretty happy. You may not have won and you might take fifth place with that seven Oh one, which is weird, but <laughs> I think somebody, you like know, that's seven twenty two. Yeah. Yeah. But and that's cool, man. I think that's a cool way of looking at stuff. It's, it's more optimistic, makes people feel better about competition barbecue. And honestly, 
I think a lot of it was the judging and how low the judging was. It was really turning people off and they were really getting disappointed. And it was just hard to put $1,200 into a competition. You're just going to get, you know, uh, just killed on, you know, it's, so I think it's great. John, you have any drill down answers to that or extra thoughts? I just think it'll be a change agent. So if it'll go on, it'll drive change. Everybody gets 700. Something will have to change. Doug, why does it suck? Because it's promoting everybody to cook the same. And, you know, if we want to give participation trophies, why don't we just, when you check in, you get your participation trophy and then everyone's happy and you can get your 700 pin and then we'll all just grade from 700 to 740 or whatever that goes to. And they're buying the teeter chicken thighs too. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But Doug, so, we don't yeah, think that's no. cheating, right? We like that. That's all right. No, no, I, I don't have a problem with it. No, I don't have a problem with it. Here's here's my issue. I don't know why I'm saying issue. Here's here's my talking point on the amount of 700s that are going out this year. By the way, please let the record show. I've never competed once. I have no interest in competing. Fuck competition. 700 to me has always been a plateau of excellence. To cross over the 700 point threshold, like rarely if ever happened when the show started rarely if ever happened as the show was really getting legs and getting through half of its life and now 15 plus years into the show in 2023 if you just show up i'm being a broad stroker here but there's a really good chance that every weekend the competition is taking place across this country this year there's going to be multiple 700 plus scores we're not talking like 700.8 as aaron said 722 748, 710, 713. This has been a score that has been reserved for the elite of the elite. You have had to have had your best cook ever and then some, you're awarded the 700 pin and then the pin like meant something. And now it's it appears to be given out like free candy at the five and dime uh, in the 1960s. I don't know what the hell that analogy means, but it seems to be watering down the value of 700 for that many 700s to get going. However, we will uh, look to see, as John said, if that pushes to be a change. In fact, it looks like the KCBS current president, uh, Stan from uh, Rub Rub My my Rack rack Barbecue is in the chat. So, Stan, you're hearing what we're talking about, and now we demand an answer only through chat because I have no way of bringing you in through voice. Uh, let's stop here just for a second. We have some more questions to get to, and we'll do that here in just one second. Oh, I believe I'm all caught up. How about that? All right. Well, this will be very quick. Stan, I'm not calling you out. You're just in the chat. I can see you. You should uh, use the pseudonym if you don't want me to see what your name is. You'd be like S. Dobo, and then I would never know who it was. But Stan, you have to have a take on the number of 700 scores that are going out, right? Rusty thought it's great. Doug didn't think it was so great. I just think that it's odd there's that many over the life of how long I've ever been watching KCBS. Your input is encouraged and appreciated. 
All right, we'll uh, go back and finish out our surety questions here right after this. You're listening to Watching the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. Stick around. Be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today, Craig Wimpy. And we are back. Going to be racing through some of these leftover assurity questions before we do that because i didn't start out this way we need to do the youtube poll question of the week with everybody aaron has already weighed in on this doug 100 yes or 100 no offset pits produce the best tasting barbecue you can eat no john no like barbecue is one meat no Man, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? Of course, the answer is yes. <laughs> oh my God. Doug, how can you say that? You you own the Gator Pit. You ran off, said it was the best barbecue you've ever made in your life. You told me so off air. What are you talking about? I'm just about? kidding. You never said that. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what? Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm just kidding. What are you talking about? All right. Uh, so no. we're still at a 50-50 deadlock in the YouTube chat. 50% saying yes, it is. And 50% saying no, it is not. And we have a few more surety questions to run through here. John, we go back to you. Given what we know at this very moment in time, Memphis in May, the barbecue contest is dead. From the heart, 100% no, it's not dead. Aaron, dead, yes or no? No. Doug, dead, yes or no? No. Rusty? It might be Texas in May, but it won't be dead. I'm going to also make it another unanimous assurity question. I say no, but I have an asterisk depending on, and it's a maybe, but depending on whatever it looks like next year, we're going to revisit this question and it could be unanimous decision in the opposite direction. So let's follow up on that just a little bit. Doug, let me go back to you. It appears there is no way in hell uh, Memphis and May's president, James Holt, has said they're going to work on identifying new spots for Memphis and May alternative to Tom Lee Park because of the construction, the exorbitant bill, blah, blah, blah. Where could it go next year and be viable? I looked at a couple of uh, different venues in, in Memphis, and I actually liked the Royal when it was at Arrowhead Stadium. And, you know, that with combined with the Kansas City Royal Stadium. So I actually that was my favorite. I don't like the Speedway because it's all broken up and it's hard to get from point A to point B. Um, there's a couple of stadiums. There's one. There's a, a, a racetrack that they have called Riverside. Why can't they do it there? Or at the uh, it's another one called Simmons Bank Park or something that holds 53,000. So the, the the parking lot is probably big enough. Uh 
the Houston rodeo is held at NRG stadium yeah. and it takes up the entire parking lot. And that is the party amongst all parties for barbecue. And it's not by the river. You can't see Jack and it's all tent city. And you have a bunch of people, 200,000 people come every night and drink. John, where do you think it could go? Cross the river to West Memphis, Arkansas, because they're jonesing to get that thing over there, I'm sure. Are they? Wouldn't you be if you're West Memphis in the shadow of Memphis, but you're just across the bridge? Yeah. Hell yeah, you'd be all over that. Aaron, where do you think it should go? Good answer. Anywhere but Tom Link Park, it sounds like. I don't really have a, an idea of what's down in Memphis. Rusty, where do you think it should go? Never been, but somewhere else. <laughs> like, it, it has to stay alive. Yeah, it has to. It's it's you know there's there's the big three. There's the Royal. There's the Jack, and there's Memphis in May. And and I think that it's too iconic to go anywhere. It needs to stay in Memphis. And I think that it will. There's just it's just too much of a thing not to just all of a sudden go away. It would have to fade away eventually and not just burn out because it's too big. And they will find a way to do it. I don't know the geography down there on uh, where it could go. Uh, the place they had it last year, Tiger Alley, Tiger Lane, whatever they called it, that seemed to be able to accommodate, but it seemed to also be a money loser. And I think that's the biggest issue that this whole thing is going to face, is wherever it goes, is there going to be revenue generation? Is it going to be financially viable to do at whatever new place it's going to be? I don't think they want to get into a situation where it's going to start moving locations year after year after year and where it takes six or seven years to find a new home. I don't know. Maybe they do and they can make it work until they find a viable permanent home. But I think that's going to be the biggest issue is finding a spot that is going to make money or at least enough to keep it going in order to keep the event itself going. And Tiger Lane or Tiger Alley didn't seem to be a viable option. It was just a holdover until the park got done. Uh, By the way, let me ask a follow-up question to this. Does anybody believe that the CEO of Memphis River Parks Partnership and Memphis and May had any type of consultation where River Parks built Tom Lee Park the way that Memphis and May wanted it? Doug, do you believe that? Continuing with my all my answers, no. I don't believe that. John, do you believe that? No, I do not. Rusty, do you believe there was a collaboration between the two to make Tom Lee Park the way that Memphis and May wanted it? Apparently not, because it couldn't be, obviously couldn't have been the worst part. Aaron, yes or no? No. I can't believe it. It's outrageous. That's another unanimous. We're on a roll tonight, guys. I mean, this is great. I never want this segment to end. Aaron, you've brought new energy and hey, luck and camaraderie. I, I mean, usually Rusty's bringing us all together, but secretly Aaron is, is, a, is a Rusty in person here in Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. Follow-up question. You feel the quote of $1.4 million in change for repairs is inflated. Doug, yes or no? Yes, I do. John, yes or no? That, you can't call that from our seat. I mean, someone who dabbles in building things for a day job. I mean, what's the scope? I got to see it. We got to look at it. And it's really tough to inflate anything construction-wise these days. Um, you know, you're going to go get bids. You're going to develop a scope. It's going to come back, and then you take it from there. So uh, it's hard to say. So is that yes or no? I'm going to say, no, it's not inflated. If we're talking about the price of rebuilding it, we're talking out our ass. Rusty, yes or no? 
Yeah, it cost me $400,000 to have someone come and put a patch on my sidewalk. So I think that's not inflated. Not inflated. Uh, Aaron, do you think that the bill is inflated? Yes or no? No. I think that's where it probably is. I, I, I also agree with uh, everybody, but Doug, not inflated. Uh, and to my understanding, Memphis River Parks, uh, there seems to be a lot of clauses and supplements into this whole contract I haven't seen the whole contract but that this is all part of the deal there was going to be damage there was a third party contractor that was agreed upon in the contract that was going to be brought in there were going to be estimates given we've seen estimates you know half a million dollars for concrete uh, three or four hundred thousand dollars for asphalt two hundred thousand dollars for grass or whatever it was eighty grand for irrigation I don't have any idea how much that caused it appears to be very expensive to the tune of 1.4 or after the deposit $675,000. And that is encouraging enough for members of May to want to go look somewhere else for that. Uh, next follow-up question. Oh, I already asked. So that's it. We'll go to the last surety question and we'll go back to Rusty. Rusty. 100% yes or 100% no in the past month. Rusty has seen... Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, you Let's go to Aaron. Aaron, 100% yes or 100% no in the past month. Rusty has seen the Barbie movie. Yes or no? No. Mm. John, yes or no? Rusty doesn't have time to light a smoker. I'm going to go with 100% no. He doesn't have time. Right, John, or, uh, Doug... 100% yes or 100% no in the past month Rusty has seen the Barbie movie. Yes, that's why he was late tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go before Rusty this time, which I would normally not do. Okay. Uh, sorry. Trigger finger there. Um, I agree with Duck. I believe in the past month Rusty has seen it. He was just gangbusters excited about potentially seeing this for any number of reasons last month. And without any further ado... We go to our pal, Rusty. Rusty, 100% yes or 100% no. And we should be laying live action on this so somebody could make money. In the past month, Rusty has seen the barbecue movie. Yes, or Barbie movie. Yes, 100% yes or 100% no. Have I seen the future Academy Award winner for Best Picture Screenplay Actor and Supporting Actor? No, I have not seen it. <laughs> like John said. Rusty, like John said, hell? I haven't had time to light my smoker. Bro, I work from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. six days a week, so mostly sometimes seven. I don't have time to watch movies. Yeah, maybe. but I, I mean, I take three or four naps a day, and I still had time to squeeze it in. <laughs> you get off late, like what six i remember like what do you work six? like 40 hours like i remember my first part-time job bro come on 40 hours a week i'm in truck sales i i get up at like 9 10 in the morning i get in the office at 10 i'm out by 10 30 couple naps dinner at four again at five so i mean i still i still squoze in the barbie movie it was great <laughs> i can't wait to see it though that's true i'm really excited about it. the next thing i'm gonna do is that for sure yeah Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. So next time we have this question, yeah. we should ask it again because it might how be about, a different. Be every how about month. this? How about every this? month? Doug, one hundred percent yes or one hundred percent no. Rusty will have seen the Barbie movie by this time next month. I'm gonna say no. Oh, switched his answer. Uh, John, yes or no? 
No, he doesn't have time the next 30 days to see that movie. Aaron, yes or no? No. Uh, I think in spite of us, yes. Rusty, 100% yes or 100% no. In the next month, you will see the Barbie movie. Yes or no? 100% yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we have it on tape, so we will see how that ages. And uh, All right, let's ask this question. This is a Doug chiding question, by the way. So if you don't like it, take it up with him at uh, Doug at RogueCookers.com. What's the proper way to count world championships, uh, overall grand championships, or is it first place at one of the big four and or world food championships or self-proclaimed podunk USA world championship? Let me like re, uh, re rejumble this question. Is a world championship own like a the overall winner? Is that where you start counting world championships or grand championships, or can you get away with saying I won the grand championship in the pork category at X Y Z competition, and that counts as grand championships? Do you have to win the whole thing, or can you count grand championships per meat segment as well, John? What do you think? This is nebulous. <laughs> like, like, yes, but so here's pick. the deal. And I think this is what Doug was driving at. And if I'm wrong, Doug, jump in and see. You listen to some people on the internet now uh, proclaiming all of this success. And then you start to do a little bit of digging or you start talking with folks. And it's not overall wins, overall GCs. It is now they're counting. I won pork at you know Timbuktu's barbecue competition and they're counting that as a grand champion in the pork category or beef or whatever well and, and who's sanctioning body and and what part of the world and like is, are we going sanctioning body by sanctioning body are we going world food champions is over here nothing to do with it it's you know they're a marketing company their job is to create a reality of a world champion so we're talking about world championships is it by sanctioning body? That's I, where are we going here? Doug, yeah, where are we going? Me out or... Here's, right. the point. Yeah. Here's the point. Memphis and May, American Royal, Houston Rodeo, the Jack. If people win the rib category, the brisket category, they're counting that as a world championship. That to me is winning a category. It's not winning the overall event. And so therefore, it's not a world championship. Doug, that uh, is my point. John, do you agree with that? I agree with Doug 100%. I'm sorry. I, I don't know how to explain things very well. I'm a sales guy by trade in a talk show at night. Forgive me. I'm really out of my depths. Rusty, do you agree with Doug? Yeah. Huh? Oh, yeah. I, don't, I, mean, I don't buy that at all. Oh, okay. Come on. World championship. Yes. You shouldn't be able to say that, but it's cool to say that you're the world champion of ribs. You know, that's cool. That's cool. Like, let's yeah, be, but let's why, not, fun, why not just say I won the rib category at the Jack? Not I'm, I'm the world, championship, world rib category. championship competition, which by the way, is kind of weird because it just has to be a championship that involves people from other countries, which at this point we are like the NBA dream team of the nineties beating up on these people, but it's fine. <laughs> They'll catch up. But I just no, hate the won't. world championship thing. In, I know, but just I hate the world championship thing in general. 
but if you're going to do it, hell yeah, man. I mean, you're the world champion rib cook. Take it. Let's roll. So if the, if the title of the event, so if I host a barbecue, Aaron, if you host the, the Mr. Brisket World Steak Championship <laughs> in Cleveland, uh, and there's an ancillary beans category, and somebody wins the beans. Can they say they're a world champion because world world title is in the is in the name? Well, as an ancillary, yes. But I think if you're the you know, all four meats are being competed, and then you're funneling into a top ten out of those four meats, I think you can't. Your your top ten is your top ten for everything. So you agree that you can't be the world champ yeah. in a category. You, yeah. You're the world champ if you win the whole damn thing. Yeah. As the reigning WGRR world's best burger champion, you know, it was only one contest. Hmm. Uh, I'm in agreement with Doug. I don't think you should be claiming no. to be world champion in category. If you don't win the whole thing, then you're not the, the world champion. You're whatever place you're at uh, or you won that particular category at that particular championship. Uh, I mean, it, there are international teams. A lot of the, uh, I'm going to speak out of school here a little bit, but perhaps some of these things that are labeled as world championships maybe don't also include a lot of the world. So, you know, like NBA saying it's a world title, uh, the NBA world championship. I mean, you know, it's not really including the world per se. So uh, just my two cents on that. Um, let's go ahead and make sure that we have enough time for promotion here. So I'll stop the music before interrupting me before I forget. Uh, John, what's coming up in your world that you would like to promote or tell us about before we get out of here this evening? As always, make sure you check out Friday, the best moments of the barbecue central show in 10 minutes or less. Make sure you head to the podcast feed and subscribe to get that 296 episodes getting ready to launch on Friday. If you can believe it or not, Doug, what are you up to on promotion side? Oh, I, I want to say, hope everyone listens to the baseball and barbecue, and I hope they have the huevos to, to uh, play your congratulatory speech. <laughs> are you are you on the? Are, wait, are you just pumping the barbecue podcast, yeah, the yeah, baseball and barbecue? Or are yeah, you I'm, I'm. I'll have something similar to yours, oh, but okay. uh, yeah, I'm not actually on it or anything like that. I'm on a different one with Phil Wingo, probably in a couple, two, three weeks. All right, Rusty, what are we promoting besides sleep and wanting to see the Barbie movie? <laughs> uh, you can listen to the Pitmasters <laughs> podcast. I will be back hopefully shortly on there. Anthony's been winging it himself. Yep. Uh, God bless him. And I will be doing, hopefully, getting back into that more frequently. But you can listen to the Pitmasters podcast anywhere you get podcasts. Aaron, what are you promoting tonight? Uh, locally, we have our wine spot pop up for our first barbecue event on September 7th. And Mr. Brisket just became the brisket sponsor for the KCBS contest here in Wadsworth, Ohio on October 13th and 14th. All right, so we'll look forward to that. It is uh, Aaron Huntelman from Go Big or Go Barbecue right there. And then we have Rusty Monson from the great city of Utah next to him. And then John Solberg from the great city, uh, great state of Michigan, the long, second longest running embedded correspondent and executive producer of the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less. And of course, Doug Shiding, the longest running embedded correspondent out of the great state of Texas. Always appreciate the time, boys. And we will see you again in September. Fun, fabulous. Aaron, as we draw to a close here this evening, your thoughts on how the whole live production comes off. You're, you create magic over here. Well, it's guests like you and Rusty and yeah, it was Derek good time. and John and Doug. I mean, we, we're all 
I'll pieces, run a, parts. Right? I'll run away less when I deliver more meat. That's right. Well, good. May stop by, have a quick conversation, not too long because, you know, very, uh, very Busy. important, very self-important. Lots of naps. Yeah, but other than, yes, as you could tell, yeah. I plenty of naps. Let me, I don't need to go through any of this other stuff here in the production role, so we'll just get ready to head on out all the way back in the first hour. Who was it? That guy. Me. Aaron Huntelman. Go big or go barbecue. Go big or go bbq.com, the website for products and see what else he's up to. And then after Aaron's in-studio interview, we had Derek Riches from DerekRiches.com. And we closed out the second hour with the embedded correspondence, Doug Scheiding, John Solberg, and Rusty Monson. Don't forget that Aaron will be trying to back up that championship from last year at the 2022 Hardville Hardware's Grill Fest with the 2023 Hardville Hardware's Grill Fest coming up on September 23rd. So if you're around town for that, we'd love to see you. I'll be emceeing. Mike Lang will be cooking. Captain Ron will be cooking on the Big Green Egg. And DVQ will be cooking on the Traeger and all sorts of deals and other nonsense going on at the Hardville Hardware Grill Fest. Again, that's September 23rd. Big show planned for you next week. In fact, I can say with 100% confidence that September is 100% booked already and the month hasn't even started yet. And half of October, for crying out loud. So we're packing up big times, big guests coming up. This I can tell you. So how do I always leave you? September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. And until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, this is your program host, the proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now. What's up? This is JM, host of the Celebrity Grill podcast on iTunes, and you're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Network. All barbecue and grilling, all the time.